My name is Monica Gleberman, and you're listening to Silence on Set Podcast. On today's podcast, we have Adam DeMarco, who plays Albi DeGrasso on the new season of The White Lotus. This season, it starts off with several guests at The White Lotus in Sicily who are found to have died at a nearby beach. A week earlier, a group of guests arrives at The White Lotus, greeted by short-tempered manager Valentina, and the rest, as they say, is history. So to talk about what fans can expect for this upcoming new season, here is Adam DeMarco. So I'm just going to start out really quickly with a very, I feel like a very kind of question you're probably getting asked constantly what was it like hearing that you were joining the white lotus for season two? Oh man i mean yeah I, I do get that question a lot but it's still i mean it's still the same answer because it still feels surreal even though the show is is airing and i'm like in it did the call it felt very surreal um obviously when i auditioned for it you know at my first audition i was like okay this is a maybe a bit of a long shot but i do feel like I could play this character and you know just because you feel like you can play a character as an actor usually that's a bad sign because it doesn't it's it's never related to how you feel about it doesn't matter but I, I I felt something a connection with this one so I you know asked my manager you know can you make sure they watch it the casting you know Meredith can you make sure they watch it and then they did and I got a call back they did that and then a few weeks a few, a few weeks went by I didn't hear anything and then I got the call and yeah, it just obviously it was like very exciting, but I, yeah, it's something in my brain just couldn't process that it was real, you know, going to Sicily, it just, yeah, I've, you know, it just felt very, I mean, it's a dream project. So a lot of it felt, a lot of the experience felt very dreamlike at times. And also not only that, but you get to work with some of the most famous people of all time, like legendary legends, people. just the legends, yes. legends so, only. Yeah. So obviously your character is Albie and you have a grandfather that's played by F Murray. And then mm-hmm. your dad is played by Michael and parallel mm-hmm. people know from Sopranos F Murray. I would be here all night listening to his stuff, but what was that like when you found out, all right, not only am I on one of the <sighs> shows of all time, but now my family that I, that's playing my dad and my grandfather are two of like the most famous iconic people. I was so excited because I knew after that I'd been cast, I was I was just so excited to see what H, who HBO would cast to be like my you know my dad and my grandpa because I knew it would be it would be someone I'd see, I've not I'm aware of that it's someone I'd seen their work familiar with their work or um yeah just it was very exciting and then when I saw it was Michael and Murray. I think, you know, my anxiety went through the roof because they're just both. So, I mean, I was excited, but also very anxious to work with them because they're just, like you said, such legends. And, um, but the second I met them, it just, you know, we kind of, I felt immediately at ease because, you know, they're just so, both so grounded and, and, and great. And, and we started to feel like a real family at times and, and we would rehearse together on our own time. And, you know, grab dinners and and uh, talk about the show and the themes and our own relationships with our own fathers mm-hmm. and uh, our relationships with, you know, sex or like sexcapades because that's like a big part of, of this season. So we bonded pretty quickly. And then, yeah, it just started to feel like a real family dynamic pretty quickly. And then sometimes we'd be having conversations when we weren't filming 
that felt like the show because we'd also be like in the same hotel and it just became, it took on this really meta quality. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, uh, I love working with, I love working with older actors because they just have so much wisdom and uh, so much experience. And it's just so fun to, to watch them work and, and, and learn from them. It's so funny because you say that, right? That you guys had all these experiences together. You guys are talking and bonding and doing all that. And it comes on screen. I mean, like, you can't deny it when you see it. I, there's no doubt that it feels like that's your grandfather. That's your dad. The relationship between the three of you is so interesting and intricate when we even meet you. And, and what's also funny, too, is like, Elvie's kind of like a quieter, nicer guy. And I just feel like it just came across where it looks like so easy, right? So you always wonder, mm-hmm. like, how do they do that when they just meet? So it's nice to hear that you guys kind of sort of built something there that made it really work on air. Yeah, and I, I think, you know, Michael and, and Murray, my, myself included, uh, they love rehearsals. And I think, you know, Murray's classically trained and all this stuff. And we didn't have table reads or anything. So I think organizing our own kind of read-throughs helped us relax into it a bit more. Right. Um, and yeah, they did. I mean, we also look very related. It's a weird kind of <laughs> visual guys- thing too. I've seen pictures of myself and Michael and I'm like, damn, he like does look and Murray, <laughs> like we look like a real family. It's, it's crazy. So what was it like in terms of character prep for you and how you were going to bring it to life? Was there any preparation background? Like what did you do in order to kind of give us him I guess I should say in the in the first episode a lot of it was there on the page throughout the scripts I just basically tried to connect with that part of myself and bring that to the character and I think you know Mike is so great at choosing these people who have an element of the character within them just intrinsically Um, and as the shoot went along I think we all kind of just morphed into our characters at one point especially like living in the same hotel as each other we all just kind of, just the lines became so blurred between like scenes we were filming and then just they would be in the same rooms as we would be hanging out in normally and then everyone would just start to like became a bit more like their character so I, I think most of it just finding Albie just came from like an inside out mm-hmm. kind of uh approach rather than like a outside in if that makes sense oh that makes sense I didn't like consume a lot of like nice guy culture and then be like how does that <laughs> look to me or whatever I just was right. you know I just tried to find yeah just tried to connect with our similarities and and I was you know talking about coming into the show I was like pretty feeling pretty anxious or insecure or shy and, and I know that the character has a lot of those qualities as well so I just was like, great, that's all I'm feeling it for real anyway. So I might as well just just stay in this kind of zone throughout filming. For his arc or his like storyline for the season, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like he struggles, right? There's family there. He has a little resentment towards his dad for what Mm -hmm. his dad has done and cheated on his mom. He also is trying to explore what's okay like with with a woman is it okay if I do this or where are the boundaries or what should I do so what would you say about him for this season in terms of being the quote 
nice guy, which I think is something he's struggling with, whether or not he wants to stay there or get out of that kind of zone. I think being a self-proclaimed nice guy is like a pr- pretty big red, big red flag. <laughs> I think <laughs> people can call you say like, oh, that person's really nice or they're a nice guy. But if you go around like saying that about yourself, it's usually like red flag. I think he's struggling with, like you were saying, I mean, he, he has... He grew up around his father and his grandfathers and he, he shares DNA with them. So I think he's struggling to kind of combat when he sees them uh, kind of come up in him and his actions and behaviors. But he still, you know, is a young man on vacation who's meeting, you know, beautiful women. So I think he, yeah, it's that struggle of, of wanting to be a sexual person, but not, but do it in a different way than his father and distance himself from his father. And, uh, you know, that does, but that doesn't always, what we want isn't always what happens, you know? Yeah. And it's so interesting because he, I do think that he's very different than his family. And Mm -hmm. yet at the same time, it's a human struggle, right? In terms of relationships, sexual relationships, meeting other people. We're all like our parents more than we even know, you know, like when you're younger, you don't think you're you're like I'm nothing like my parents then as you get older you're like oh fuck like yeah yeah, you're like I'm exactly like my parents yeah well that's what I find so interesting about him because I do think that he struggles and Mm -hmm. he holds somewhat of a resentment towards his dad and he wants his dad to change he doesn't want to be his dad which is you know a cheater he doesn't want to be his grandfather who's kind of like overly in a cute way though I loved it but like overly like inappropriate so he's trying to figure out a way to be himself but he still doesn't want to be like a shell. He does want to be, I feel like the way that they are made him kind of very insular. Like he didn't want mm-hmm. to come off too loud or too inappropriate too because of his dad and because of what he sees his grandfather talk to women. But yeah. then he has this struggle where he does want to be with women though. And he does want to yeah. be with these, with girls that he meets. So it's this weird dichotomy. It's a conundrum, yeah. That he seems to fight he's in a bit of a pickle yeah it's it's a conundrum and I think he's just you know he's a young man and I think he's finding himself he, he's trying to figure out he's trying to position himself within these entanglements and just kind of yeah find out what his perspective or who who he wants to be as he as he grows into a, a man so what was one of like your favorite scenes that you <sighs> filmed this season well there's a scene I mean I don't want to give too much away there is a scene in episode seven that I really enjoyed filming um, with Michael Imperioli. So I guess I'll just kind of like tease that. I mean, but you never know what gets cut or if it gets cut down. So I'm sure, I'm sure it's, it's, it's still there, but uh, that was a fun, yeah, that was a fun, a fun scene to film. How was it for his overall arc for you? Because as an actor, you read the first script you're presented one way, you get your little, you know, your background, your character, whatever mm-hmm. they give you. And then throughout the course of a show, and I, I don't think that's giving anything away, normally characters kind of change pretty drastically, like throughout a season. So what was that like for you as an actor to prepare to make Albie's arc, you know, for the season? Same with the first season. Um, I think Mike is so great at giving every character an arc. And in this season, it's even, there's even more characters and like, you know, a bigger story it's like almost operatic at times but every character still has those moments where they they grow or they're likable or unlikable he kind of just paints with every color 
on the easel. I think it's fun getting all seven episodes and we filmed all seven episodes at the same time. Uh, so it was fun kind of figuring out those moments, hint at where it's going. When there's an arc, right? You yeah. come on with one person, you prep as that character, mm-hmm. you're acting as that character, you're meeting everybody. And mm-hmm. then you progress naturally as I think a human being, right? Like you progress naturally. Mm-hmm you're getting more comfortable with everyone, the crew, where you're located, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. But then as this character, you have to hit like kind of what you were saying, certain beats. When mm-hmm. to know when that's his moment, when that's not his moment, mm-hmm. when it's somewhere to yeah. come out. Mike was very helpful with that too, that, you know, he wrote every episode, he's directing every episode. So he knows these characters better than anyone. You know, he was very helpful and just like kind of guiding those moments and kind of guiding that evolution or, you know, hey, like in this scene, you know, kind of play up the frustration with your father a bit more because, you know, this is like episode four and compared to episode one or whatever. So yeah. So he like helped with that like kind of like arc for you guys. Yeah, for for everyone. Um and then a lot of it, yeah, is just there in the scenes and the scene structure just right there on the page. His his writing is so such a treat to to, you know, get to say to get to work on these scenes that he's written. So um, yeah, a lot of it is just simply yeah in the text. What is your favorite scene from the first episode? And what was that like? Because this is kind of the first mm. all together, right? The first time we see all of you together. So what was one of your favorite scenes there? I, I mean, I really liked the scene where uh, Albie met Portia by the pool, just because that was an audition scene for both of us. Oh, wow. Um, and then when we filmed it, you know, it it had gone through revisions, but Haley and I went to Mike and, you know, we both really liked the way it was written for our audition. And we're like, hey, can we bring back certain lines or certain elements from the audition to this? And he was super receptive and, and that allowed us to do that. So that felt good because it also felt like a collaboration. And um, yeah, it's like a meet cute. Those are always fun scenes. But I also really loved the scene where I was at dinner with Michael and Murray and we're talking about, you know, uh, penises. And I, I knew what you were going to say. It makes me laugh. Yeah. It's so funny. Yeah, it has one of my favorite lines from the episode where Murray's talking about, uh, you know, I'm talking about how no woman wants to see an old guy's junk. And then Murray says, it's not like it was ever beautiful to begin with. It's a penis, not a sunset. It's just <laughs> genius writing, I think. Yeah, that scene was very funny as well. There was, like, I think, a line that got, cut to where my character or Albie was like yeah asked his grandpa was like about jerking off and then um Murray was just like well I don't do it all yeah I don't do it all day like you and I was like I don't do it all day (laughs) and then like that became a funny kind of back and forth because um I like just 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 caught me off guard like like filming the scenes it, you know the experience of it is is one thing and then when you watch it things get cut or or whatever so that scene was also very very fun to film and uh I think man both Mike and Murray are very very funny in that too I think that scene is yeah I'm actually really glad you picked that scene in particular because I feel like that scene is such a strong scene in terms of sexuality because women I feel like a lot of times show everything or we have to show things on shows and it's not necessarily always equal all the time and you always hear about women's parts right and that's what the guys are talking about but in reality the three of you sitting there talking about what you're talking about is realistic 
I mean, and what Marie mm. says is not necessarily not true. I mean, like it is what it is. So like to hear you yeah. guys talk about that and, and also be curious is so nice on screen because it wasn't yeah. about a woman. We're talking about a man and men and what do they kind of go through? Yeah. Men take notes. <laughs> <laughs> talk about each other's uh, penises in an objective way. Yeah. Um, I laugh so much with your character. I just love him so much and the craziness that ensues as the season goes on. But I, I just love the choices that he makes I love the choices you mm. make as an actor you're very open on screen and you kind of like leave everything on screen I think when you do it in the right way which you did it comes off as almost like you're that person right so like it, mm. it seems like interchangeable although we know that there's so much effort that goes into it and hours of filming and things like that but when I was watching those scenes it just feels like it was you I think yeah my goal for this was just to just try to bring as much truth as I could to the character mm. um and just kind of just try to do like less than I normally do you know I've, I've played a lot of characters in the past where I'm like you know doing the most and I was like I'm just gonna try to just like listen and breathe and just kind of bring my own insecurities and vulnerabilities and just my as much as myself to this character as possible and it is yeah it did feel vulnerable and it still kind of does so I'm just trying to kind of like work through that and and I did, I did feel at times like I did get kind of lost in the character unintentionally, you know, I was, I'm not like a method actor, but sometimes I find like my character's headspace or um, emotions kind of affect me a little bit. So I'm just like working on kind of letting go and kind of shedding that a bit more. It's one of those things where they say, like, if you have like a panic attack on screen, your body's still having that panic attack. So like, even though you're acting it, your body's right that reaction so yeah and if you're doing it over and over multiple takes after another you might do it so yeah so like that's why (laughs) you might be having trouble kind of like letting it go because it's emotional it's there's a lot there Mm -hmm. and when you're playing someone that's a little like tight in the beginning because he doesn't want because of the relationship with his dad and things like that Mm -hmm. you're playing a guy that's holding so much in so by Mm -hmm. doing that how can you not be tense or you know or not you know just let go Mm -hmm. you're done so that's something I'm definitely going to be like working on in the future is is finding that um more like a you know leaving it when you when you're done at work just kind of leaving the character there and and you know just kind of turning it off on and off like a light switch um instead of carrying it around with you I think that can be like a dangerous kind of trap for a lot of actors especially if you're doing something like you were saying with like panic attacks or something heightened emotionally something I'm I want to work on in the future. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to ask you two questions. One question, I think you can answer the first part of it. It's two-parter. But for the okay. first question, I want to ask you what your favorite part about playing Albie was. And then second, what is something you're excited for people to see? About anyone? Yeah, anyone. So this one's open oh, to anyone. Okay. So just anything okay. that you're excited about. My favorite part was just kind of try- it was the humor, trying to find those those moments to bring the humor in and just kind of you know working with Haley and and Leo there was one scene we had together where I was it always feels good when you're kind of making the other actors in a scene break or if you say you know you ad lib something that gets you know gets a laugh um that was my favorite part for sure was when I was able to make Haley or or Leo or someone break in a scene and then some teasing something from this season just say that every episode just gets crazier and crazier it's a wild roller coaster ride um and it just really kind of heats up i would just 
say enjoy the ride enjoy the ride yeah and then my final question kind of like leads into that which is you have a lot of fans people have watched a lot of work that you've done in the past they were super excited when you got announced to be on the show I think they're gonna love it when they get to meet your character and kind of see you go throughout the episodes so is there anything that you kind of want to say to them because obviously they don't get the luxury that I do the honor of talking to you (laughs) and I got so many questions for you and I would be I would keep you for an hour if I asked every question I got but you know just like what would you say to them (laughs) thanks for the support I guess I don't know it feels weird like even like having fans is like a weird thing to hear about so I'm just yeah thanks I hope you enjoy uh and I'm gonna try my best to like keep the ball rolling and and do some more stuff after this you said you have a bunch of questions we could like rapid fire some before I go yeah are they are they rapid fire questions or are they rapid fire questions yeah okay okay let's do this rapid all right one fan wants to know what your favorite episode from season one was I would say Episode three, I think, is where it really starts to like kick into another gear. Another fan said they wanted to know what your favorite television show is. I mean, currently I'm watching the Harry Potter movies. I know it's not a TV show, but I'm like just rewatching them kind of on a loop. Megan Fahey and I, I, I was crashing at her Airbnb in the, in the guest room and we've just been watching the, uh, the Harry Potter movies just on a loop. So I'd say that's my favorite. And I can't wait for them to be made into a TV show one day because I'm sure it's going to happen. It's like one season is a book or something. Oh yeah, that'd so, be awesome. If it was like an episodic thing, that would be yeah. so fun. I, I also like the rehearsal a lot. The Nathan Fielder show that just came out. Someone else asked, what is your favorite song or do you listen to any music prior to going out on set? Um, sometimes if it's an emotional scene, I will, it just depends on, you know, the character or the day. Um, but right now I'm excited for Joji's new album. I think it comes out at midnight. This is a good one. Someone else asked when you were done shooting, is there anything that you stole from set? I stole a couple of fake Godfather shirts. There's a scene where we visit like the Godfather house or where they shot the location for the godfather and they had a, a fake gift shop with like fake godfather merch so i took a couple of, i took a t-shirt that has like an exploding car on it it says the godfather and then i took a, a a crew neck sweater as well i wanted to steal a beach towel but i made the mistake of asking uh, for one no. and they're like we'll put in a request and i should have just taken it i wish i stole way more things okay so then last question that i have from a fan they want to know so after the white they said congratulations on the white lotus they're so excited to see you first episode was amazing following you for a very long time are there any upcoming projects that you can give away i'm no i'm just reading scripts and then auditioning right now so hopefully something soon I thought I have a better answer for your question earlier where you're like, what do you want to say to your, to the fans? Oh, to fans? Yeah. A, a couple people have messaged me even. They're like, Hey, I saw you in Rome when we were filming. And like, I was too shy to like say hi or ask for a photo, but like, feel free. Cause like, who knows when I'll be in Rome next, you know, just kind of that kind of stuff. Like for sure. You know, if you see me say hi, take a photo. I'm, I don't bite. Hope you guys enjoyed listening to Adam DeMarco talk about the upcoming season of The White Lotus. New episodes will air every Sunday until December 11th. So make sure you go and check it out. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button so you're updated on all of our latest podcasts and head over to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe so you're updated on all of our video content. Oh.